Welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Welcome to the first of what we hope will be many, um, everything you need to know about insert name of car here. And we're going to start off with a big one. We're going to hopefully try and tell you everything you need to know about the Land Rover Defender. Um, and just, a, just a word on the format and the way we're going about this. What we've done is we've got our SEO team to pull the most asked questions about the Land Rover Defender off the internet. And we've got those questions in front of us here. So we're going to use those as our guide to hopefully tick off every possible question you could have about this car. And, um, and just to say... We've got to know it quite well over the last few years. We went on the original launch uh, in Namibia, which was this incredible expedition. Um, We've run one as a long-termer for nearly nine months. Uh, We've done all sorts of group tests. Ollie, you've been up to Scotland towing an apocalypse-proof caravan in one. Fair to say we've got to... Got to know it over the years. I should say we got Rowan Horncastle and Ollie Marriage here um, with me. Uh, so let's kick off with the simplest and the most obvious question. What is the Land Rover Defender? It is a car. Okay. <laughs> Sh- shall I go for a little bit more than that? <laughs> well, it's the, it's the original Land Rover. It's the car that started the whole brand going in the first place. Back in 1947, so it's got and it's it and it just developed from there. But it was always quite agricultural, quite relatively crude for road use, even though it developed over time. But it's still so they re-replaced it in 2019 with an all new car. It's still Land Rover's boxiest but most capable model, and it comes in a couple of different versions. You got a 90, which is their shorter wheelbase car and the 110 which is the longer one and they've just introduced a 130 which is even longer still with more seating in it yeah and it was this huge moment when this defender came back it's the kind of car that's been rumored for decades that oh when a when a land rover going to replace this defender this iconic model that they've just refreshed and refreshed and refreshed and refreshed over all these decades and eventually they took the plunge they had various um concept cars didn't they uh, in in the years previous and they didn't get it quite right and then eventually they did it they um they went for it and and launched this Defender. And I remember seeing it for the first time uh, in the Land Rover design studio, actually. And I sort of felt like hiding behind a cushion because it was that moment. Where you're like, have they got it right? Have they ruined it? And I like to go on that initial gut feeling. And I remember thinking straight away, I want one of those. And, I, you know, that has to be a good thing. Um, and Joe McGovern was there, the designer, and they had it in all the different specs. So you can get, you know, very adventury specs, all those. Um, we'll go through this, the various options and stuff you can get in there. And then you can get the more urban one with the big rims and the body kit and everything else. By the way, Joe McGovern, he likes the urban one with the big wheels. Well, that's the thing. That's Joe McGovern, the, you know, the chief designer, the man with the hardest task in the world of, you know, redesigning the, you know, the, the car that's most known by anyone. Even if you're not a car fan, you say Land Rover, they would draw a Defender. Uh, he's also the man who has a, who designed a waterproof suit as well at <laughs> one point. Um, which is Every good for career has its highs and lows, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, it is the, the toughest of second albums, but there's many albums. I don't know what number th- this would be. But when we all saw it, yeah, that was the catalyst of, yes, I want one. And then it took quite a while for us to get behind the wheel. Um, and when we did, it surprised us. More than ever. But what was the SEO, by the way? They're the, they're the search nerds. So, should in we the dive team. in with yeah. what the internet wants to know? And I think actually, if we follow these along, it will probably 
you know, uh, get out everything that we want to tell listeners about. If it doesn't, then we'll have a um, any other business section at the end, shall we? Yeah. Um, right. So first uh, result is which new defender to buy? Ooh, well, I know I've got a very clear answer on this. Go. Not the big urban one. Uh. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, you can get it. You can get them in. Yeah, long wheelbase, short wheelbase, or even well, long wheelbase and short wheelbase. The one thirty is actually just a, a version of the one ten with a longer bit after the boot to get more seating in it. Um, you can also get commercial version if you want one of those, where they take the seats out and sort of blank over the rear windows. And you get the van back. But it, is, the van uh, back. it probably is the coolest van you can get because no one thinks it's a van. And uh, you can write cool scripture down the side of whatever plumbing company or whatever you do, or hairdressing or <laughs> plumbing whatever. Plumbing company. <laughs> no, come on. Hipster, hipster coffee outlet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beans. Beans of sorts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then there's different engine options available as well. Um, yeah. Diesels or a big V8. But there's a multitude and a mild hybrid. But Ollie, you'll know all the different numbers and what we can do with these. Yeah, so well, they they do a mild hybrid P400. They also did briefly, because they were changing, they've changed their engine strategy somewhere. They did a plug-in hybrid version of the 110. But I'm sure more electric versions of the Defender will come along in due course. But actually, the one we we had as a long-termer that we ran for 15,000 miles over 10 months this year was the base-level diesel, the D250 diesel. And I reckon that is the pick of the range. You don't... It's, yeah, it's still not massively efficient. It's still... We were getting 28, 30 miles to the gallon from it. But it would be a damn sight more efficient than the... 500 horsepower petrol will be <laughs> so um and also it just suits the car so well that di- diesel engine so it's still for that sort of car with those capabilities wanting to rumble around off-road and just feel secure for long distances diesel's still the way ahead and it's a very very refined diesel at that with yeah, yeah, six-cylinder six-cylinders with yeah. the, the torque where you need it but also usable and especially back down to what defenders get the 90 drives differently to the 110. The 90 is actually a really fun car to drive at the same yeah. time, whereas the 110 is a big car. You have to be aware of that, depending where, you know, your function, you put more children in it, um, because the 90 has horrific boot space. Uh, <laughs> good back seat space. Amazing human space, yeah. Human space is good in it. Although you have to climb past the front seat to do. get back yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the boot space is, you're, you're right, absolutely horrendous. So a lot of people out there will be... Um, Maybe people with kids will be th- will be debating. Oh, I really want to get the ninety. You know, that's the car that pulls at your heartstrings. It looks fantastic. Looks better. Um, the one ten is the one. Uh, yeah, you know, I-, I need that extra boot space. I need those back doors. So the question is, could you justify getting a ninety as a family car? Do you reckon? I think that's a hard push. Actually, <laughs> I think it's. A, I, I took the family on holiday in it this year. Down to so went all the way down to France, down to the Alps and stuff, and getting people in and out every time you stop is just a bit of a hassle. I you need the one ten as much as I loathe to admit it because I yeah I do everything I could to buck against having a one ten, but I think as a family you'd have you, you couldn't really do it any other way. And what about options? So we had the do we have the steel wheels? On yeah, it? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so the different packs that you can go for, but ours was made as an adventure wagon because this is a defender after all. And we thought, well, having seen your trip to Namibia where you were crossing fords, deserts, and going through jungles or wherever, that's what a defender should be and what we still think it should be rather than just something you do the school running. So we had the full ladder adventure pack, roof lunchbox on the side, which I don't know what the litre of it is, but you can basically put a pair of walking boots in it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. And that's about it. Um, but also, if you do spec the ladder and the lunchbox and the stuff inside, they all come with separate keys. So, which is also different to what you need to open the car. So, you end up looking like a prison warden as you have about 12 <laughs> keys jangling. Exactly. And you don't know which ones open which because they all look the same. So, it takes about 20 minutes to work out how the ladder, how to unlock the ladder. And then you'll c- catch your fingers in it because it's not a particularly good design. Um, but then, when you actually, then there's other optional extras. We had a shower. And a dog, a dog cage, and a dog ladder, and all the other bits. That which, we threw which, in. Were the, which were the options then? That over ten months you thought, yeah, this is a necessity, and which ones could you leave? Um, do you know what the one I, d- I thought would be a waste that we had was the mat. Um, the wrap over it, which is the paint protection wrap, which is like three thousand seven hundred quid. It's a load of money, but after all those distances, we had a lot of off road in it. There were scratches on the side of the snorkel. There were scratches on the on the wheel arch trims, but the paintwork was untouched. It seems to have the, it's like a self repairing wrap. It did brilliantly that. And that you can stuff. take it off and then put it on again, I think, as well. So um, if necessary. But I think we put twenty two thousand pounds worth of options on ours, yeah. um, which included, I think, it was three thousand three hundred for the Explorer pack, which added the mud guards, the snorkel on the side. If you want to have that adventurous look for your defender, you kind of need, that, need that pack. But then uh, the the best one, I think, is fourteen hundred quid. Um, I'm not sure what the actual package called, but for the inside, which gives you the bigger. 11.4 inch touchscreen, which is the same as you get in the Range Rover nowadays and a top spec disco. Um, the adjustable seats, and they are very comfortable seats, but I can't remember, Ollie, does that include the jump seat? No, the- jump seat's separate. That's another 800 quid, that central three across the front jump seat. Which is I'd brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So mm. I don't have children. So for me, in a 90, with three across, if you just have a mate to throw in, otherwise you just put the back seats down and you can throw bikes. You, you, the, the problem of having no boot space turns into you have too much boot space because you can throw absolutely everything into the back with the seats also, down. Also, having, having three across the front is just so much fun for some reason. It reminds me of growing up in my mum's transit. We'd all pile in, pile in the front on the bench seat. It's just brilliant. Yeah. But it's, it's, the inside is amazing bits of design to the Defender, and I love it because people were worried, will it still be a utilitarian car? And it is. But the ergonomics inside are brilliant. There's places to put your keys, your suites, your sunglasses everywhere because you have, um, uh, well, where the, where the jump seat is, when that's folded down, that turns into cup holders, which you can just lob stuff in. And then there's just craters and pockets absolutely everywhere, uh, which are usable and, um, yeah, perfect. And you don't mind getting them grubby and it doesn't feel like they're break and they're so yeah, hard wearing, which is what you need. I do remember you talking about the ladder, though, Ollie, the ladder being a bit... Yeah, um, flimsy. And it's and a, it's just not a very good bit of design. Yeah, and things like they. I just don't think anything was. Pro- I think they went to a supplier and went, "Oh, we're right. We need a ladder. And we need a box on the side. And we need this." And it's just not as clever as it should be. That box should probably unclip and be able to be taken off because it really blocks your visibility down the sides. And the ladder, it's just it needs two hands, but you also need 
another hand to undo the clip so you can pull it loose. And the and the roof rack that we that comes as part of the kit as well whistles in the wind. It actually got quieter when we put stuff on it. <laughs> there we go. Which didn't help the MPG, but, help the MPG. But, but which was Twisted appalling logic. anyway. But yeah, just on yeah. the point of packs, it's confusing. Go on to the Defender configurator. You'll be there for hours because even working out which one you want to start with because there's so many different op- engine option choices and, and size of car. But then... We had the towing pack, so we had, because this is a Defender, we wanted to do some towing. Ollie, you've put many things, you've hung them off the back and dragged them around the country. What have you yeah. done with it? Well, fair, fair times, bike racks on the boat on the back, which uh, you can, if you have a tilting bike rack, you can still open the sideways hinge tailgate. And I've had a storage box on the back because of when I went down through France in the summer, the, to, the boot was never going to be big enough. So I used the roof rack a lot and I got a big tool of storage box that clamps onto a tow bar rack and that yeah carried stuff on that that's been brilliant and proper trailers and stuff as well but that's 2200 quid which sounds a lot for electronic tow bar but then with that you then get all the off-road capability pack which is everything you need to go off-road but then there is another pack on top the off-road pack which is 1400 quid yeah 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 which we didn't get which gave you an active diff uh, and torque vectoring by braking, which we didn't go for because we wanted something a bit more mechanical. And also, we can get onto off-roading a, a bit later. The tech that's involved as standard is crazy. Um, and finally, just a bit more tyres. There are a few different options. We went for the middling spec because yeah. you can either have a proper road tyre somewhere in between or a hardcore knobbly off-road one, which would add noise and make it not not so stable on road but the middle the middling tire the kind of all season tire can get you places you'd never think it it would um so that and also finally and i've got more air suspension is an option i think it is it is 1400 1600 quid i think it is um which you know worth it well, I have a I have an underground car park, or I have to store cars in an underground car park. Where if I didn't have it, it wouldn't fit into it. So because <laughs> it drops it another, I think it must be like ten mil. So if you yeah. live in the same uh, block as Rowan, it, it's a must. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, you're you're taking out someone else's brown yeah. water uh, um, above yeah. you in the underground car park. But yeah. I've carried elderly relatives in it as well, and being able to drop it down because I think it, actually the 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 change between lowest and highest is like eighty mil. It's quite a lot of range adjustment it's got on it. And if you drop it right down, it actually makes it a lot easier for people with older older limbs to get in and out with. Nice. Okay, let's move on. So another, uh, the second most asked question on the internet, is the new Defender reliable? Oh, there's a leading question. Yeah. Are you sure that's the second most asked question <laughs> well, I, on the internet? I'm sure the, there's a lot more than that. Take it up with the SEO team, mate. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, All sure, right. I'll, I'll happy to launch into this. This could um, be quite lengthy. This could be... So, yes, we've had this long-term one, which we've done 15,000 miles in. It hasn't all been smooth sailing. Um, we had a problem with the intercooler, uh, which developed, was a, there was a crack in the intercooler, or they, Landro said it was only a crack in the charge cap, they thought, but we've looked on the forums and, it, yeah, the AA man suddenly thought it was a crack in the main body of the intercooler. We had it losing power on uphills occasionally when I was t- I towed a trailer to Scotland, which we'll probably come on and talk about separately. But we got power loss on the M6 when it just went into limp home mode. But I was five-ton rig at the time. The last thing I needed was <laughs> loss of power. 
Um, that turned out to be just a, 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 a hose that had popped off the air intake. But it's one of those things that shouldn't really have come loose in the first place. We also had, I had the air conditioning pack up when I was in France. It was 42 degrees outside, the air con packed up. That was an easy fix. It had just been, re, it had been gas, hadn't been gassed properly to put too much pressure into it. So it wasn't working. Um, and what else? Well, what else we have? Oh, we the one of the things that sort of uh, brought it to an end almost was somehow water got in to the electrics within the chassis. Now, there, there is a bit of a d- d- dispute about how this happened. We, we still don't really know. But one of the things that happened is the snorkel is quite vulnerable on the A-pillar. And at some stage, it's only held on with one catch. It broke, which meant it left a little hole behind and apparently water had gone in through the hole in there, trickled down inside the A-pillar a of the car and, yeah, started to play havoc with the electrics. So, I yeah, whether that's our fault for not having having it repaired properly, or whether it's you know you sort of think, well, should water be able to get in there anyway? Surely there's a vulnerability there mm-hmm. to get in and, and mess the electrics up. So yeah, we had problems with it sort of shorting occasionally as well. So we it hasn't been pl- plain sailing. So, here, so here's the thing with with all that. You know, now out in the open. Mm. Well done. You've got it off your chest, yeah. Ollie. Do you feel better can, now? Can I, can I just <laughs> say, none of this happened. I, I drove the car for the, the first few months and then hands over. I had no issues with it whatsoever. Not driving the, it hard enough. No, 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 no. The only issue I had was self-inflicted, where I thought I would go full Red Cross. There was a flash flood. And I <laughs> yeah. said, I've got a Defender. I will go. 900 millimetre wading depth. No, exactly. That's what I thought. So I went into, I didn't have my measuring stick uh, with me, but a lot of water, a bit too fast. And then the bow wave went over the top. Fine, we have the snorkel. That's what it's there for. But then decided to rip the optional bumper off, which is only just riveted on. But in that is all the cameras and parking sensors. So they all got ripped out. But it was an easy fix to get the bumper back on. Because I like how you say it was only riveted on, which is a fairly no, no, like plastic rivet. Attaching a plastic rivet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, Duplo or something like that. Because basically, <laughs> we had to wait for the water to subside for a few hours, yeah. where someone was actually trying to steal the front bumper and take away in their van. And they said, no, this is this is mine. This belongs to me. I said, do you want to check the number plate that's on that bumper that's yeah. in your hands and the one that's on the back of my You're, vehicle? You, you like a match. bit of scuba diving, don't you, Ray? I thought you'd be down <laughs> there in the, in the puddles. Straight so, into well, it. I got it. I got it. But we got it. And then that clipped back on. And then that's when I realized all the, <laughs> the electric gubbins for the cameras and parking sensors and, and the trick um, underwater. So you, um, yeah, because the way. See, see, no, see through bumper. Yeah. All yeah, that's yeah, done through it. So that was fine. But that, I had no issues with it. And then quite quickly afterwards, this shopping list. Of um, <sighs> yeah. started but, coming up. I, I okay. wouldn't want to blame them all back on Rowan. No, 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 no it's fine. <laughs> but, the, but the big question then is with that kind of menu of things that, that happened, did it put you off? You know, if you're sitting next to someone at a dinner party and they say, oh, I'm interested in a, a Defender D250. I'd say it in the same breath. I'd say it's brilliant, have one. Just be wary. Yeah. Just be warned that you might have some. And you get plenty of people out there, I'm sure, who've had never, never had a single issue. But you start typing some of these things into various Land Rover forums, and a lot of them crop up as yeah, having yeah, been. Yeah. Well, I was actually really annoyed when it started going wrong because yeah. I absolutely love this car, mm-hmm. and to the point I actually want to own one. I've never had a car that just opens the options of what you can do and you have it on your driveway and you instead of just sitting indoors you think let's go out and do something it's an enabler for everything i've had amazing weekends away and as soon as it arrived 
it came to the Top Gear office and then the first thing we went and did was straight up to the Highlands. Then it came back and then Bondi took it off-roading in Yorkshire. Then only, This thing hasn't stopped moving and all it's done is big mileage and it's super comfortable to be in. And the fact that it start, go, started going wrong because I was singing its praises to everyone because it looks cool. I live in London oh, as well. Oh, you jinxed it. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's, or maybe I shouldn't have gone all it's full good. red well, cross on it. Thank you for but, fessing up. But yeah. I, actually, you, you were about to um, veer into the lane of the next question, which is, is the new Defender a luxury car? The old one resolutely was not. No. Is this new one a luxury car? Yeah, I... Th- I think it is actually. It's it's luxury, but in a different way. It's not luxury as in here the leather is the softest you've ever experienced. It's luxury in a way because of what Rowan said about it being an enabler, and in a way because of the way it just makes you feel when you're in it. It's a very, it's a very commanding car to be in, and I think there's a real sense of luxury in that sort of feeling so safe and secure. And just for it to go and sort of rumble away doing its job so well. So, yeah. I, I think it is a luxury car because it's very honest in what it does. And mm. it doesn't distract you in any way. And it does what you want it to do, which is the whole reason you buy it. But on the, I don't know, what is luxury? Uh, is luxury diamonds and, and, and like Ollie says, soft leathers? No. But it is supremely comfortable to do. And both of us have done big miles. I've just spent a lot of time in a um, Bentayga hybrid. That is a luxury car by anyone's definition. Yeah, yeah. I preferred the Defender. And I would rather do big miles in the Defender. Yes, it didn't have walnut panelling to it, but it was more comfortable to, to do miles in and did what I wanted the car to do, which sometimes the Bentley didn't. And um, But little things like the seating, and as you said, the seating in the back, you can have it be four up and do, do a, a massive drive of mates, which you couldn't do in a lot of saloon cars, yeah. but in the Defender's absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were certain sort of design elements that they've built in to kind of hark back to the old car. You, and the other thing with Land Rovers, they've got these this huge range of SUVs. You know, all they make are SUVs, so they have to make the character of each one very distinct. And I remember when they um, when the 110 Defender was shown and it had seven seats and everyone went, well, why would you need a Discovery? But, you know, the Discovery is now very much being pushed into a more luxury space. Um, obviously, the square edges on the Defender, but they've got the kind of exposed rivets on the interior and these kind of grab handles and stuff, which actually you know, they're more kind of window dressing just to sort of position it as this roughy, tough. I don't know, they, but they work, though. That's the thing, they work. And it, it must be a worry for, for, for Land Rover because the Discovery, the Defender does cannibalise the Disco, and I would have a Defender over a Disco. I think they look cool. And the amount that you're now seeing out and about, I think the general public think the same. But we then, when the fault started, <laughs> had a Disco as a replacement. So we got, got to... to, to uh, do both, and they do have both back to back, and they do do the same job most of the time. I don't see where you would really go for the disco rather than the defender. I don't know what you think, Ollie. No, I'm I'm the similar. I'd have the defender every time. I think the di- the discovery probably is more efficient and sits on the road better. But overall, I think I can understand it. I've, it's sort of you you know what the audience for these cars is, and it's they're basically Land Rover is shoving all its cars into a fairly constrained environment is putting they're all appealing to the same sort of audience yeah. but even so i still think you do you'd yeah the defender's the one you want it's a cooler really. object it's definitely yeah. a cooler object plus the number plates in the right place which is still isn't in the, uh, with the defender <laughs> yeah and it's got that range of capability i think and it's that it's even if you're not going to use it you know it can do it cool. and it's yeah all right, well, let's keep going. Uh, these could probably be a bit more quick fire. Uh, uh, does the Defender come in electric? 
Not yet. Um, they do a mild hybrid version. I'd, I wouldn't buy into that. Yeah. I'd just have a diesel. It'll be more efficient and cheaper to run, I suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will, in due course, it's inevitable. Yeah. They the, will the, be coming. They, they've confirmed that there's going to be an electric uh, Range Rover in, in 2024. They're building towards it. You'd imagine the Defender would come after that. It's less of a priority for full yeah. EV, but... 2025, 26, yeah, yeah I don't I mean, If you want a second hand, they did do a 110 plug-in hybrid for a bit. Yeah. Then I think they changed the technology or whatever they had to do, and I think it's now gone off sale, but there will be some used ones around, and they've been holding their money very well. Okay. Is it a good daily driver? I think we've kind of covered that, you know, the, yeah. the comfort, the, the fact that it was... Yeah do all these things. It's great. You just, you just have to learn that you don't throw it and hustle it around in the same way. The 90 is actually, as Rowan said earlier, really good fun to drive, but it's fun in a sort of, sort of like you don't expect so much from it. And actually when you drive it and you carry a bit of momentum, you can use, a, you know, you can use it in, a, in an engaging way. But they are big turning circles, not great. So for that kind With of thing... With restrictors it's not, in London? Can't get through them. I actually had a good really? story for... Well, well, the two, definitely the smaller ones, you, you have yeah. to be brave. Had a good story from a, a, a JR delivery driver who dropped off something to us. A certain celebrity borrowed one during the Wimbledon campaign because, the, you know, the, the Jaguar Land Rover provide all the cars for Wimbledon to shuttle people around. Someone thought they would be brave and go for a width restrictor. Half the car did. The other half, ah. they just took the whole side out of it. You so, see, in London, yeah. width restrictors come in two flavours. You've got the seven-foot-wide ones. They're which fine. Are, which are fine. You know, breezy. And then six-foot-six, six, yeah, I think. Yeah, two metres. So which is, base, is the width of the Defender. Yeah, you know, and the number of times are. I've sat there in front of one of those six-foot-six six restrictors Googling the width of the car that I'm in, <laughs> just going, is this even possible? And you find out you've got, you know, a millimetre to spare. I think I'll go the, I'll go the other way. Yeah, no, yeah. you do. Yeah, so be, yeah. Yeah, be wary of that. Um, th- well, this is a bit of a broad one. How is it better than the old Defender? Oh, let me list the ways. <laughs> um, uh, the old one. Uh, people get all dewy-eyed about the old one. I... Just never bought into it. It's it is if you are it's a tool. If you are going to do short journeys and you live in a rare, very rural area, they're tremendous. If you're just going to load wet Labradors in the back and whatever it is, pop to the pub, fine. But if you want a car to live with, that's modern. That's going to make your family dry inside and comfortable and not threaten to stick the steering column through your chest if you have an accident, yeah. you want a new one. It's yeah. The ergonomics and the old Defender yeah. are, I mean, was it even designed with human beings in mind? Because you you, <laughs> you you sort of sit there and try and close the door and it crushes your elbow against your ribs and you sort of think, well, that's not very And clever, then you go for the it? handbrake. That's impossible as yeah. well. You, you, that's you're, down you're, by your ankle. Yeah, you're fitted yeah. some way or the other. So, yes, the first one is that you can fit into it. But also, you know, the old one was cool and still is it's a bit mm. like why people like 911 it's, a, it's an iconic shape that yeah. was you know cool and accessible the first one i don't know is it as cool as that probably not will it be later on isn't i don't think so the, the problem is the technology is going to date because the old one had no technology on it so it basically couldn't date uh, whereas this one with the rate of you know how screens are changing interiors we're getting very used to cars um progressing very quickly whereas this defender could feel outdated quite quickly um but yeah, the old Defender. Would you have one? They're just not comparable. I know we've no. done it, but they're just not. They're two different things. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you know. We were talking earlier about uh, Civic Type R, new Civic Type R, and the old one. Those are two very comparable cars. You know, it's essentially rebodied with a with a, a tech refresh. These are just these are decades apart in terms of when they were designed. Um, 
Uh, all right, so now we're getting down to the real dregs of the internet questions. Uh, <laughs> can they drive in water? Rowan, maybe this is one for you. I've driven... Uh, well, I drove ours uh, <laughs> through a lot of water. I do. Um, but just on that point of off-road capability, yeah. so we have... Um, a man in the office, he's from the northern part of England, and he does have a dog that he takes everywhere, and he wears shorts years round, and he has lots of Land, Rover, uh, Old Land Rovers. Ones. Old ones. Simon Bond. Um, and he has this cabal of off-road enthusiasts that he goes and sees, and he, he, he took me to w- their weekends, which were interesting. You go to quarries in various parts of the world. Was it like the Fast Show sketch? It, it w- a bit weirder, if I'm <laughs> honest. The Fast Show sketch where they, you know, these extreme off-roaders, and they go, come on, let's off-road, and then immediately get stuck that they just want to get stuck the whole time and i said what's the point and also you go up things which you can just walk up quicker so yeah. i said i'll just get up and walk it's fine um and then they just have some pork pies and then some <laughs> other maize snacks and then more pork pies and go get stuck in brown water to go yeah. with their brown food anyway i i rocked up with a, the brand new defender and, and these events they are amazing because you have some proper off-road cars with you know portal axles crazy articulation and then a brand new, probably few hundred mile Defender rocks up and they said, oh, you're brave. But they were all interested in how it did. And where all the old Land Rovers got stuck, I was on very, very basic tyres in comparison to what they are. Because you can lock the diffs, you lock the centre diff and all the, all the rear diff as well. It can just go places that you just wouldn't think of. And you've got the terrain response where you can have mud and rut sand or auto. Leave it in auto and basically bury your foot. If you get stuck, the computer goes, mm, let me think about this. And then I don't know what it does, but the calculations are so advanced that then it just pulls itself out. And they couldn't believe it. To the point they were doing conga lines of let's winch this out and winch this out. I said, no problem, I'll just drive through it. And um, with 900 mil, whatever that is in inches, 34 and bit inches of... No idea. Of, 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 Waist uh, deep. Yeah. Of, of, at least, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's swimming. You can dive into it. Probably healthy. It can drive through that. Absolutely no problem. With the snorkel... Um, it's fine. But can you drive through water? Yes. Can it go into the car? Apparently, yes, so at the same time. So which offers more of a problem. But, yeah. you know, when they were doing the marketing for this car, you were in Namibia. You, there, there were floods there. It was all over the bonnet, which is completely possible on this as well. Yeah. And they should survive. So, yes, you can drive through water. The brilliant thing about that in Namibia was we, you know, they threw every kind of possible off-road scenario at it. So water, kind of uh, boulders, you know, creeping across the boulders. We we were hooning up a dry riverbed. We drove across um, a desert on the Skeleton Coast. Um, and, you know, at the end of it, all this abuse that it had suffered. And to be fair, we weren't in any danger. There were support cars everywhere, but not a single puncture, not a single scratch on the car. And I remember thinking that was, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive because I wasn't holding back. Yeah, I just like to point out though. I know it can. I know it can weigh to nine hundred mil. When I t- I used it to tow this brooder, this ridiculous brooder expedition trailer to Scotland back in the summer, the brooder can float, which is <laughs> which is even better. <laughs> so so the what the Land Rovers are wading through the water and, the, and it's just floating behind. Yeah, you. exactly. So they would get they would reach a point where the caravan would just start to float. Not that I've said, I shouldn't call it a caravan, it's an expedition trailer. <laughs> an expedition Don't trailer. like caravan, do like expedition you trailers. You've got me thinking now, I'm thinking outboard motor on the back of the brooder, you got yourself a boat there. Basically have. A boat with tea making facilities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, alright, well let's bring it to, to close, I think we've covered enough, haven't we? If we covered everything, is there anything else that, that we want to get out there? Well, there is a question from the internet that you've left off. Where are they made? 
In a factory. They are made in a factory, but you know, so the old one was built in Solihull yeah. for years and years and years. The new one isn't. It's built in Slovakia. So if you were the person on the internet who... who, who that is right, isn't it? I think it is. Uh, Slovakia or Slovenia, Ooh. The, the factory. God, this is, um, this is Slovakia. Nietzsche, Slovakia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's fine. That was like Eurovision then. Um, Pro- proper British <laughs> car. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> if you want that, you have to wait for the Ineos, apparently, which, again, is debatable uh, where they'll be built. That's the old smart factory, isn't it? Um, and when is it on sale? It's been on sale for quite a while. Come on, internet. No, Catch but up. yes, but can you get hold of one? Because it that's is a, a car point. with, like, a lot of... Um, well, lots of manufacturers, but also JLR especially, with the um, supply shortage, chip shortage, yeah, yeah. looms, etc. Very popular car. I think People I read the other day that, that Land Rover currently has its biggest ever um, unfulfilled order book. It's a sort of quarter of a million cars that are, that are waiting to be built, which is, wow. um, you know, kind of good news and bad news at the same time. You know, a long wait for anyone that wants one. But, um, you know, Land Rover, as long as they can get the bits, they've, they've got... Um, Plenty of work. Yeah, and if you if you you have one and you're waiting on one, it's worth the wait. It's definitely worth the wait. Um, it's a car that but can do anything. Well, not do anything. It can't make you win the lottery or anything <laughs> like that. But it can go places that you, you can't traditionally go, and just go and do it. Use them properly. Ours was there to be used, and we did. We put lots of miles on it, and um, yeah, just keep an eye on the forums. Well, there we go. I hope that was useful. Um, and uh, as I say, there'll be many more of these uh, everything you need to know guides that we'll, uh, we'll we'll try and bring to you. Um, keep your eye on the social media channels because what we're going to do, we'll, we'll do some shout outs for whichever car we're going to tackle next. And it would be great to get your questions as well as questions from uh, Google search as well. So um, keep your eyes out for that. Anything else? No, we're always running and driving. We're driving all the cars and running them. So, uh, yeah, and if you have any recommendations, please let us know. Yeah. Um, Hit us up on the socials. All right. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So like Jet says, subscribe. 